welcome to the Launch Podcast. I'm Emma Bjorngard Bussain, Academic Advisor in the School of Business at the Stanford campus. And I'm Kayla Hogreep, Academic Advisor for the School of Business on the Hartford campus. In this episode, we're talking to a few different people about the importance of engagement outside of the classroom. And we'll do a few different episodes about the importance of engagement. This particular episode focuses on global engagement opportunities, which you might be surprised to learn are not only study abroad opportunities. And we talked to Arminda Kamphausen. She is an academic counselor, and she's also the Associate Director of Global Business Programs. And we also talked to Juno Bucard, who is a Yukon School of Business alum. He graduated from the Stanford campus with what is now the Business Data Analytics major. Um, at the time that he graduated, it was called the Business and Technology major. So you might hear us uh, use the phrases interchangeably in the episode. And then after he finished his undergrad, he continued with the Yukon School of Business in the part-time MBA program, which he just completed. Um, and right now he is working as a finance manager in the MBA leadership development program at Johnson & Johnson. So he's going to share some great insight with us. So he's going to talk to us a bit about the importance of engagement outside of the classroom and some of the international opportunities that he's had through the part-time MBA program. So Emma, what exactly, could you give a good definition of what it means to be engaged? Like what is engagement and why is it important? I think in terms of uh, any connection to this conversation that we had uh, on this podcast episode, I think engagement can, you know, it can come through many different venues. Like it could be, you know, what you, your typical club engagement, you know, uh, joining a club and getting to know people that way. Or it can be studying abroad, like going to another country. It could also be engaging through some of our certificate programs. And that's something that Arminda talks about. Yeah, definitely. And when you're in job interviews and internship interviews, um, or you're networking, what employers want to hear are your stories and your experiences. So yes, it's awesome to get an A in financial accounting, but what skills and unique experiences are you going to offer to that company or to that internship? And how are you going to build and acquire those skills? So that's a little bit about the importance of engagement. And um, without further ado, let's listen to Juno and Arminda. What is your name and your connection to UConn? Sure. My name is Juno Bucard, and I have a deep connection to UConn. I attended UConn for both undergrad and MBA and earned two degrees from the UConn School of Business. So you could say I'm a two-time UConn Husky and just really love my experience and um, the amazing professors and all the opportunities I had to interact with them. Great. So can you tell us also where you work and the role that you have there? Sure. I'm currently a finance manager at Johnson & Johnson, um, a role that I assumed after completing my MBA in May 2019. Um, I joined the company through what's known as their MBA Leadership Development Program, which is a four-year rotational program where you go through two unique rotations in finance. Um, for my first rotation, I support 
JJDC, which is Johnson Johnson's corporate venture arm, and is also one of the oldest corporate venture fund in the life sciences industry. So we have investors all around the globe pursuing opportunities across um, three of Johnson Johnson's main sectors, pharmaceuticals, medical devices, and consumer. And they're basically working to solve um, critical healthcare needs for doctors, patients, consumers. Can you tell us why you decided to pursue the PMBA program after your undergrad? Yeah, so I think pursuing a uh, MBA, uh, I think it was an easy decision um, for one, one of my personal philosophies to get better every day, everything that I'm doing. Plus, I think I've always liked school and love learning. And I think I consider myself a lifetime learner. And I think I encourage everyone to, to strive for that. Um, also, having kids, I wanted to be or leave a um, good example for my daughter, um, my family, and even my community. Because I think the more people pursuing higher education, I think it leaves it helps you think and, and see the world from a different perspective. And the more you know, the more that you're able to um, create opportunities for yourself and others. I know that we know that you've had some international experiences through the PMBA program. Um, could you talk a little bit about those, like maybe where you, where you went and if there were some highlights from that trip or, or those trips? So um, overall, great experience with the Yukon um, international immersion or immersion um, trips. Um, I was fortunate to go to Southeast Asia twice to learn about international business and emerging markets finance. I think the trips were um, a fundamental part of my learning while in the MBA program. Um, it gave me overall exposure and insights um, about doing business abroad um, because things that you don't learn like from reading textbooks, I think you develop that by being on the ground. You're meeting new people from different backgrounds, different cultures. Um, you're seeing the way people think, what motivates and inspire them. And you're able to build deep connections with your cohort, the people that you travel to on those trips. I think um, being abroad, I learned a lot about the world and a lot about myself. Um, gave me the opportunity to really look inward and outward. And some of my travel buddies that um, or my cohort are still good friends with me till this day. So I rely on them. Um, they work in different industries. So if I ever need something, I could just contact them because um, I was able to build that connection um, through the UConn MBA program and get, get different perspective if I needed something. That's awesome. What a good opportunity. How has this, like your international experience with PMBA, and um, some of the other engagement opportunities that you've been a part of through both your undergrad and your grad, how have they impacted your personal and professional development? So I know that you participated in the Export Professional Development Program during your undergrad, specifically the Export Compliance Certificate. So how have those things kind of shaped um, your personal and professional development? Um, yeah, so I think the UConn MBA experience overall had a um, transformational impact for me, um, both personally and professionally. I think UConn gave me the opportunity to improve as a, as a learner. Um, over the years, I was able to learn things I never had the opportunities to learn um, prior to getting um, admitted and really develop and refine new skill sets. So understanding just a broader perspective in terms of how business is conducted across the globe, understanding my strengths and weaknesses, being able to um, develop soft skills and specifically time management because I did work while pursuing my MBA. So knowing that you have to wake up early, head to work, and then being able to manage your time when you have to do coursework or on the weekends, working with um, different team members on group projects, and um, just really refining the way that um, I approach life, right? So I've um, always been intellectually curious, 
love learning new things. So I think um, UConn had different opportunities for me to just pursue um, just new, new things to learn about. So I did do the export compliance program, which was a, I believe, a grant that UConn got to be able to teach students about how exports and trade work um, globally. So I did that, um, which was pretty interesting. It was outside of the normal coursework, but something that I feel was important because as a um, student pursuing um, or had an interest in international business, I wanted to do that to, to just learn more. So I'm glad to have the opportunity to do that. And then um, I think just overall, the opportunities going through the, the MBA program, I think being able to just build the confidence that I needed um, because you do learn so much and um, you're able to add context to any conversation you have, especially when doing business. So if someone's mentioning equity trades or something happening globally, um, I'm able to make those connections and be a part of those conversations um, without being left out in the room. And then overall, the network that I, you build within the program, I think, is is unmatched because um, I've met so many people and expanded my network, and it's just been it's been a great opportunity to do so. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to your international experiences and just asking if you feel like you learned anything in particular about business practices abroad from you know going to different countries and and learning in a new environment like that. Sure. So yeah, definitely learned a ton about um, doing business globally. So I, I think I forgot to mention that um, I did go to Southeast Asia twice. We visited Vietnam and Thailand during two unique trips. Um, between 2018 and 2019. And I think what I've learned is just um, the underpinning of doing business abroad, right? So we take so much for granted being in a developed um, country. And the U.S. is um, there's established laws that, that are in place when doing business. So you're protected. Everything is um, stable. But when you go overseas, if you're a company looking to expand, right? Um, you have to look at trade tariffs, you have to look at taxes, you have to look at the rules and regulation for that specific country. And I think doing business, um, also there's um, different profiles that you have to look at from a country, from a risk perspective. So I think it's complex, right? So by being um, a student um, in the MBA program and traveling and seeing um, those countries firsthand and learning about them, I think it makes you a better decision maker. Um, one example I could think of is um, Coca-Cola. We visited the company while in Vietnam, and we learned about how um, they were able to expand to the local market. So when a company like Coca-Cola, U.S.-based um, US company is expanding, they have to make sure that they're able to adapt to the unique culture or country that they're, um, they're serving. So they have to make sure that they adapt to the tastes and preferences of those individuals in the countries and um, just marketing and, and pretty much everything that's done when doing business to be successful because there's things that if, if you overlook, um, it could have some unintended consequences. And um, yeah, so I think just overall learning how business is done, knowing what to watch out for and working to, to be successful um, when doing some sort of international expansion. That's so interesting, like about how, I mean, and, and when you think about it, like, of course, you would look for like taste preferences, and they can, you know, they differ between countries. But like, I didn't think about that. That's, that's a really interesting point, you know, for someone who's not that well versed in business. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. And being in country, you'll see that like, there's certain flavors that you get in Vietnam that you wouldn't find anywhere else in the world. I've and noticed that with like the Lay's potato chips. 
Yeah, there's flavors oh. that that's unique in the market. So there's things that countries prefer versus um, in the U.S. No one would would ever think about buying that. So you've kind of answered this, but um, our next question is: Why is it important for undergraduate business students to seek out experiences that will encourage global perspectives? Yeah, I think um, it's critically important for undergrad students to to seek out opportunities to gain a global perspective because as future leaders, right, you're working to um, enhance your skill set so you could become a future decision maker. And you have to understand that the world is smaller than you think and that everything is interconnected. So one decision or one thing that happens across the globe could impact you um, just personally, right? So if gas prices or gas supplies gets cut in the Middle East, how will that impact gas prices in the U.S., right? And if gas prices go up, um, you may not be able to afford certain things or prices go up. So there's a butterfly effect for everything, cause and effect. I think having a global perspective helps you understand that. So for undergrad students, I think it's important to gain that um, global exposure or global experience. And um, I think when you explore new cultures, you it, it helps formulate or shape your your way of thinking, right? So you're thinking more broadly um, and you understand that U.S. is not the center of everything. So it helps you create and collaborate with people outside your comfort zone. And I think um, some lessons for me, I, I didn't get a chance to travel um, abroad or do study abroad while doing my undergrad, which I wish I did. I, I think that's one of my regrets, but I did take advantage of that through the MBA program where I got to travel um, quite a bit. Um, so yeah, for undergrad students, I think it's important to take time to learn, take time to travel to learn about yourself because um, when you step outside your comfort zone, I think that's when the, the real growth happens and um, helps you understand that diversity of thought is really important, right? Because people think differently outside the U.S. Um, things that motivate you in the U.S. could be completely different that motivate someone else in, in India or China or across across the the globe. So um, part of the um, international experience, I think it makes you more valuable. And, um, and if you understand the world, how the world works, I think you'll be more positioned, well positioned to uh, make decisions in the future. So, uh, you know, connecting to your point there about the future. So what are your plans for the future, like career wise, like, where do you see yourself in like 10 years? And then also, do you feel that the part time MBA program has like helped shape those, um, you know, ideas and hopes that you have for the future professionally and maybe expose you to things you, you wouldn't have been exposed to before. Yeah, sure. So uh, the MBA program um, definitely changed my career trajectory, right? Allowed me to learn about new industries and also pivot from where I worked before joining or um, enrolling into the program to where I am now. Um, I pivoted to a corporate finance role from working in fintech for over a number of years. So I did consulting and um, product development prior to um, earning my MBA. And then as a result of earning the MBA, I majored in finance um, and was able to take a lot of accounting classes, finance classes, which I enjoyed. And during the interview process, it really prepared me to take on that my current role. So I think um, it opened new doors for me, um, again, gave me the confidence and the context to be able to have those discussions and understand the broader perspective of doing business, right? And I think also a strong network that I was able to build at UConn um, to help me succeed in the long run. So I guess for the future, um, definitely big plans, um, plan to continue to leverage um, everything that I've learned in the program to be able to add value to my organization, 
as well as my community. Um, definitely want to be an inspiration to the younger underclassmen that's looking to maybe find what career path they want to go into. So they could use me an example as an example, because um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I think the program helped me um, kind of make that decision, right? So if you're a person that loves learning, I think the MBA program will help you find what you want to do ultimately. And I think just overall, um, the MBA program, I think it helps you become flexible. Because right now, um, this is challenging times for everyone. So I think um, having gone through the MBA program definitely helps you deal with um, ambiguity. So you don't know what's going to happen next. But I think I have the confidence that I could endure anything and that's going on in the world, especially with COVID. This is yeah, extremely challenging times, but adapting to this new remote work environment, adapting to um, just going digital, right? I think the program um, helps you do that because we're already taking online classes, but now I think it, um, COVID accelerated the need to continue online learning. And I think even the future of the MBA program could be reshaped. So it'll be exciting to see how um, UConn adapts to it and how students um, are able to, to adapt. So right now, definitely um, trying times, right? People, the world is in a global lockdown. So people are not traveling, but business doesn't stop. I think now being able to be flexible and adapting to the new way of working. So Zoom, Skype, um, whatever video conference that um, you're able to use. I think you need to be able to use that and, and be flexible to continue doing business. And I think just connecting with people, um, learning that things will this will continue for a while. So it's just a matter of um, tweaking your mindset to, um, to adapt and, and evolve from this. And I think ultimately, once we get past COVID, which I think we will, not sure when, but I think um, people are going to be stronger on the other side. And um, as students, you have to be able to, to know that. But I think for, yeah, check with me in a few years to see what, where, where I'm at or what, what I'm doing. We will definitely do that. I think um, like being in this, um, going through the pandemic, right? Um, a lot of people say that, I guess prior to the pandemic, they don't have time to do certain things because they're commuting. They don't have time to do this because they're so busy. I think now during the pandemic, it's more important to like invest in yourself, whether taking some sort of certificate online or looking at new ways to, um, to develop um, or even read books that you never had a chance to read because after COVID, how will you measure um, how you've evolved as a person, right? How would you measure how you, you, you shaped and, and really bettered yourself? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think COVID, you can't use that as an excuse. You're in lockdown, but I think you should continue to work to strive and, um, and better yourself. Um, there's a lot of um, opportunities, I think, through UConn that you could do, um, whether taking courses in business analytics or taking courses where something that interests you, uh, I would definitely encourage people to do so because, um, yeah, part after COVID, it's not that you don't have time, it's you don't have the discipline, right? So make sure you you have that mindset to, to keep yourself motivated and um, learning something new to, to benefit you in the future. It's been very inspiring, I think, to see some of our um, 
clubs on campus, like the business clubs and how they, the students who run them have really like stepped up and now have a much stronger like online presence. So they're like capitalizing on skills that they've learned in class, like in a marketing class and applying it to, you know, the clubs and, and caring for their members now and we're all online. So that's been very exciting to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of stuff online, free courses, um, like Tableau, for for example. I think that's that's like the new PowerPoint for doing business, right? If you're if you have a large data set, you want to be able to visualize it. You use Tableau, and I think they offer free stuff on YouTube or even through their website, free training. So you could get certified in Tableau just by going online. So you have the time now. So students definitely encourage them to to try to pursue that. Grow their skill sets. Yeah, like looking at the the lockdown as an, like it it stinks, but it's you can pivot and look at it as an opportunity, you know, to develop yourself and your skills. So exactly, one hundred percent agree with that. So, can you tell us your name and what you do at UConn? My name is Arminda Kamphausen, and I am the Associate Director for Global Business Programs in the School of Business, and I'm also an academic counselor. And um, we just finished talking to Juno, who is a UConn undergrad alum. He was a business data analytics major and also just finished the part-time MBA program. Um, and so we, he told us about all sorts of interesting engagement opportunities um, with a focus on the international opportunities that he's been a part of, including the Export Compliance Certificate Program, um, I, and he's done quite a few international trips uh, with the part-time MBA program. Emma, what else did he mention that we wanted to ask Arminda about? Well, I think he was just mentioning the two trips that he went on and then the, the certificate. And then he just basically emphasized the, how important it is for students to take advantage of these opportunities. And he felt that as an undergrad, he could have done more and kind of, you know, wished that he had done more. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would be interesting for you maybe to talk a little bit about like the benefits for undergrads to take advantage of these uh, opportunities. And then also what opportunities exist, you know, for undergrads beyond the export compliance program that he mentioned. Well, um, to go back to the export compliance program first, actually when Juno took it, it was actually only a compliance certificate that was offered, but we've expanded the program so that now we have two tracks of export compliance um, for those students who want to go a little bit deeper into the nitty-gritty regulations of what compliance actually consists of. And then we also have added logistics um, and marketing track to the export compliance, as well as a finance track, export finance, which is a huge part of getting your exports actually out on the road. And then we took a step back and we thought, you know what, we're going to add a track that just talks about export basics. And um, so that is what I recommend for the first and second year students that are coming into the School of Business to start with that program before they get into the more heavy duty webinars that are very detailed. Um, so we, I'm really pleased that we've been able to expand the program to include pretty much a, the whole gamut of what exporting 
means. Of course, they touch on it in the international business courses that are offered at UConn, but they just don't have time within the semester to go as deep as we can with these webinars. And the webinars are actually produced and put out by a number of different professional or federal agencies. For example, U.S. Commerce, whose URL is export.gov, right? So that, that's really what they focus on in, in all that they do in U.S. Commerce. But there's other avenues um, where we've been able to pull information, XM Bank or um, SBCDE, lots of different organizations that provide information to businesses about exporting. So we've brought those together and put them in an organized fashion so that students can view them, take quizzes, and earn certificates and move in a more orderly fashion and go at their own pace. Can I ask you a quick follow-up question? Um, you, you just mentioned, I know we were discussing export, and I think Emma has a follow-up question about that, but you also mentioned some international business classes. What are the departments and course numbers and focuses of some of those classes? Because I know we have students listening who want to know. Through the management department, there is an international business course. In the past, it's been taught by Ching Tao, um, one of the faculty members. I think she's still teaching it. I know they do offer international business for the MBA program, the part-time, as well as the full-time MBA program. Um, and those um, instructors change depending on the semester. There's also a global finance course offered through the finance department. And I believe there is a marketing class focused more on global topics. The course numbers that Arminda is referring to is the Management 3225 International Business. That's it. Um, finance 4305 is Global Financial yes. Services or Global Financial Management. And then the marketing class is Marketing 3370, which is Global Marketing Strategy. So I had two questions. So I was wondering if you think that there's a particular time that undergrads should start these certificate programs or if they can just do it at any time, like freshmen or seniors. And then I was also wondering if you could just talk a little bit about like the structure of the certificate programs. Like I know they're watching webinars, but like maybe approximately how many and you know how long it usually takes for a student to complete a certificate program. Good yeah so normally we every year we have a kickoff program and that's been recorded and we'll refresh it again this year um, where we bring in actual um, professionals associated with exporting in their work. We have um, a commercial officer from U.S. Commerce in Middletown and then we have a compliance officer from a big manufacturing wire company in Connecticut. We have a financial officer who works with Meridian Financial doing export financing. And then we've got um, a lovely gentleman from FedEx who works in logistics and, and transport. So they can come and talk about their specific areas of export for the students. And then the students in the past have been able to ask them questions. We're trying to work out how we're going to do that this year virtually, but we will have some sort of official kickoff program. Once the students do that, then they go in on their own time and they can choose to watch webinars. We make recommendations, especially for the first and second year students who haven't had any business classes yet, that they start with export basics. And it usually is an average of five webinars that they watch and they take a quiz on each one. But each track is different because the content is different. So for example, 
export basics, there's more webinars to watch, but there's shorter video times. So sometimes we've even lumped together three videos and then they take a quiz after the three videos. But it's approximately, I would say, maybe a four hour, four to five hour commitment to do each of the tracks, except for compliance. So you start with export basics, you can move pretty easily to marketing and logistics, onto finance, maybe as a second year student, but you wanna save compliance for a little bit later, once you've got some business classes under your belt and you have better understanding of just how business works before you get into the nitty gritty of compliance because that content is sub substantive. You have to watch four out of seven webinars and you can choose which ones you watch for each track but each of those webinars is at least an hour long. And it's, you know, as I said, it's hefty. So um, students take their time with that to make sure they're understanding the concepts before they, they take the quizzes. And then we track their quizzes. If they um, don't do well the first time, they need to get at least three of the five questions right, then we ask them to take the quiz again. And we keep track of how they're progressing. And then once they've finished a certificate, we um, we used to hand out hard copies of certificates. Now we're sending them um, digitally so that they have these certificates to, to show when they're in an interview or applying for some sort of internship or other job that they have this knowledge. And eventually, we're trying to work it into some sort of experiential learning program where we can connect students who know these concepts about exporting with somebody in the exporting field, either a mentoring person or eventually working for a small company who's either just beginning their export journey or getting into exporting and want somebody who they don't have to train from the ground up. Um, and it would be helpful to small companies, especially in Connecticut. One thing that we talked to Juno about in our interview was that he made a point that I thought was really interesting where he said that he appreciated the you know, the part-time MBA program and, and these certificate programs because he felt that he was learning a lot of information that made it so that he could be part of conversations that even though he wasn't an expert, like in terms of the job that he's doing right now in that area, having gone through this program and having taken the certificate, um, he felt that that allowed him an opportunity to always know, you know, and understand what was being said and have something to contribute. Um, and mm -hmm. That was uh, a very, very interesting point and, and a motivation it should be for, for students to, to do these types of things. So um, I was just curious what your thoughts were hearing that that's how he was reflecting yeah. on his experience. That's very encouraging to hear Juno say that. And it reminds me of a story that my colleague who works for Meridian Financial says when she does her presentation to the students when she was an undergraduate at UConn um, and she was in a business class, she happened to learn in one particular class about a letter of credit, which is something that goes along with financing exporting. And the next week she actually had an interview for a job. And one of the questions in the interview was, do you know what a letter of credit is and can you tell us about it? And she was able to answer that question. And it turns out she got the job because she was the only undergraduate who knew what a letter of credit was. So it's, it's just a matter of providing knowledge to students and hoping that they can 
suck it in as much as they can and use it in their future endeavors. And that is very encouraging to hear about, you know. So Arminda, I know that there is a lot going on with global business programs. There's a lot of different certificate opportunities and workshops and conferences, case challenges. And we're going to do a whole separate episode about global business opportunities. But was there anything specific that you want to get out today for students? Maybe something that's new? The first one to answer your question, Kayla, we're hoping to call it the Global Business Ambassador Program because now that we've had these certificate programs up and running for a number of years, we've also created an alumni network, right, that have done these global business programs. And now I think it's time for us to reach out to these students who have gone through the certificate programs and see if they would be interested in speaking with um, first and second year students or even their fellow classmates if they're juniors and seniors to tell them more about the programs, to get the word out about the programs, to share with them how it's been helpful to them, what they found useful in their professional endeavors or what they've just found interesting personally as they've gone through the programs. And so we're kind of hoping it will be a student to student kind of network or mentoring program. Um, and we're just building that right now and working to get approval through the appropriate channels. So, but hopefully that will be able to start this fall. The second new initiative is our global business leadership speaker series. Um, we call it the GBLS or the GBLSS, which is usually a spring program where we bring spring speakers to campus. And this year we're going to have them present virtually. And they focus on being a business leader in the global marketplace, right? And it, it takes a whole variety of forms. And we try to incorporate companies from lots of different industries so that students from different majors can feel like they're getting something out of the program. But this year, all the speakers that come, we're gonna have them focus on sustainability in business. And this is the student-driven initiative because students are really wanting to know more about how to use business for good. And so we're gonna have corporate leaders that are involved in sustainable um, business initiatives and in CSR and keeping track of um, what's being done by their companies worldwide. And we're also going to tap into some organizations that monitor uh, what businesses do in, in climate change, in the environment, in taking care of their people and human resources, in interacting with their stakeholders rather than their shareholders, things like that, that, that students now really want to know about so that when they get their jobs and they work for companies, they're working for companies that they can respect and trust and feel like they're doing good work, not just making money. So that's our second initiative. Again, student-driven, and we're trying to engage the student org so that um, we're, we're working with them to bring these speakers to campus and to get the information out to students. And going back to Juno, and his international trips that he took through the MBA program. For undergraduates, they often have the opportunity to study abroad, and we encourage that. And actually, Global Business Programs provides two different scholarships to students that are studying abroad or interested in internationally focused conferences, that kind of thing. But there's often times where students either can't study abroad or 
don't feel like they're fully prepared to study abroad. So we are piloting a new course. Um, it's called CQ for Business, and it's focused on building intercultural awareness, specifically for business and the global marketplace. But the things that we talk about in there can be applied across any sort of major um, for all students. And it's really being aware of the, lar the larger world, right? And that people that you interact with now are very different from you. They think differently. They feel differently. They were brought up differently. And trying to understand um, what your own biases might be and be aware of those so that when you're interacting with others, you're doing so in a manner that is understanding and inclusive and curious because we, we know that if you're curious about somebody or something, it really limits the amount of judgment you bring to the situation. So the more that you can um, be wanting to understand about this other person or culture or ethnicity, the more that you're going to be able to engage with them in a, a welcoming manner. So that's what the course is about. How can students gain access to the course or find out more information? They can put in a permission number for BUSN 1801, um, and I will shoot them a permission number and they can enroll in the class. And this semester, it's totally online. There's not even a set distance learning time, um, but there will be um, still some engagement outside of the, um, the Husky CT course. Perfect. And I can put the um, link to the permission number request form in the episode notes so students know exactly where to go. Oh, great. Oh, good. This sounds so exciting. Uh, if students want to know more, where can they reach you or just get more information about the certificate programs and the different initiatives that you talked about? Sure. And we welcome their interest. So they can contact us at global.business at uconn.edu. That's our email, or they can go, go to our website, which is global.business.ucon.edu, and um, find all the information there. Uh, of course, a lot of the information lives on the undergraduate um, office website as well, because we work very closely together, and we try to keep those things linked. Um, and then, of course, they are welcome to email me personally at my email, and it's just arminda.camposen at uconn.edu. And you can find me on the undergraduate office staff page. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Arminda. So that was our interview with Juno and Arminda. And one thing that stood out to me in particular from what Juno was talking about was his uh, emphasis on being constantly working on improving himself every day. I just found that very motivating. And listening to what he had to say, it seemed like those values were really embodied in the decisions that he made to intentionally engage with, you know, the certificate program, the abroad opportunities to really build opportunities for himself that led to where he's at right now career-wise. That's something that you thought about too, Kayla? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I was listening back to our conversation that we had with Juno. And at the beginning of the conversation, we spent a lot of time talking to him about his jobs um, and job that he has now and the roles that he's filled and his experience through the part-time MBA program. And for a second, I was like, oh, maybe we spent too much time talking to him about these things. But really, it drives home the point that the way that he's engaged outside of his classes, both in his undergrad and graduate program, are a lot of what has enabled him to have these really niche roles in this really successful career. And so I hope students, you know, kind of make that connection that being engaged outside of the classroom and being intentional and strategic about the ways in which you engage help you, you know, lead you down the path of where you want to go in terms of your career and the opportunities that you want to have. Yeah, because it, you know, it exposes you to different situations that you know, you might be in in a working environment. So you can kind of help you think about, is this what I want to do? Is this the type of experience I want my work life, you know, to include? So I think that's like a very important point for undergraduates to keep in mind as they are, you know, figuring out what they want to do when they graduate. And um, I also definitely got a little bit of the travel bug listening to Juno talk about his trips with the part-time MBA program, especially since we've been, you know, at home due to COVID and the things going on. But at least um, there's those opportunities that Arminda pointed out to our listeners um, where students can engage in globally focused programming without necessarily having to leave their bubble. So that certi- those certificate programs, the Import-Export Professional Development Program and the Global Business Leadership Series sound like awesome opportunities for students. And another thing that Juno mentioned was, you know, when you go abroad on these trips, right, for example, the people that you go with, you develop close relationships or even just students within your major, you know, that you spend time with and you take classes together with. And those are people that, you know, can help you in your career later. That's really something I think about myself from my college experience and and that you're hoping that other students have as well and experience and engaging in these programs or being intentional about spending time with your classmates, right? Um, That can really help you down the line too. 